0: Utah's most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show.
1: Time for a little What's Going On here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We check in with the other shows on The Zone Sports Network, the big opinions, the big news, sometimes some uh, funny stuff as well. Uh, In fact, uh, some funny stuff today from Hanson, Scotty, Gordon. We'll get to that. uh, We will get to that coming up. But uh, let's start out with a clip from DJ and PK uh, talking about the big NBA news of the day.
2: Obviously, it's a different, it's a different circumstance, it's different, it's different. I mean, it, that's been 2020, you know, people have been asking me, like I said, people have asking me how was the bubble, and I said, it's 2020. Know, everything is is different, and is, uh, you have to be able to adjust to it, so it's definitely going to have a different mindset and a different feel to it. But I'll be, you know, as locked in as I can be under the circumstances. I won't cheat my teammates, I won't cheat our, our fans, and I won't cheat myself, so um, I'll be ready to go.
3: It's LeBron James is going to be on the phone. He's going to be uh, on social media, apparently, here, which is unusual for him. Usually he shuts that down during the playoffs, but different times, PK.
4: Well, he'll be ready to go when it's time to play, and he's an outstanding player, one of the best of all time. So I expect that he'll continue to do what he does, and what he does at his off time if he wants to have his phone on or off or give it away, keep it with him at all times, I couldn't care less. The fact is, he's an excellent player, and as he just said, he's not cheating anybody, and he'll be ready to go. And that, to me, is all I need if I'm on a Laker official.
3: They Obviously, uh, he got hurt last year, and their season unraveled, so that broke his string of going to the NBA Finals. But I'm sure that ticked him off. That's clearly the goal. They're the one seed. Everything's lined up for that. And... Would you put it at 50% or higher than that? 50% for them and 50% for everybody else in the West? Or do you think there's even a better chance than that?
4: Yeah, that's probably okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah.
3: The Houston Rockets not uh, horrible news, but it's certainly not good news. Eric Gordon uh, left ankle injury in the second quarter. So x rays negative, but he's out for at least a week, maybe two weeks. Well, two weeks is basically the regular season and puts him right up against the playoffs. More info expected today, probably a week into this. We'll know more, too. But we wonder what kind of injuries will there be? And there's two separate kinds, right? There's the this one which is just kind of the normal course of things guys sprain ankles all the time and then there's in the restart is going to be too much on their body and there's gonna and i don't know that we're gonna have a lot of those it seems like they're they're slowly easing into this but this kind of stuff always happens and obviously he's a key part of the rocket so bad for them but maybe not horrible
4: yeah, yeah well, part of life in sports and really just part of life
3: no games today. They start tomorrow and the Jasmine Pelicans have discussed a plan to surround the Black Lives Matter signage on the wide world of Sports Arena Court and kneel together during the player playing of the National Anthem on Thursday when they restart the season. League officials are not expected to enforce a 1981 Anthem policy that says players, coaches, and trainers are to stand in line in a dignified posture along the sidelines or on the foul line. So they don't enforce that. There have been reports that this won't be the only game, but it'll be the first one, so that'll Getting noticed the most. This is a question of the day. It's up on our Facebook site. And PK, I got a text from you. There's been a little bit of reaction to this.
4: Tons of it. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody last night. It's not a discussion anymore. The only discussion, what I was told, is the discussion is what will the coaches do. But as far as the players, it's it's well beyond the discussion phase. It's not about. Well, should we do this? Should we do that? No, it's going to happen, and I don't know what the coaches are going to do. I've, a lot of political pressure, man, to do this stuff because if you don't, well, you're a racist basically, in, in some people's eyes. And so yeah, it's, it's a hot topic, and and I looked this morning there was there was a way more comments than we normally get.
1: All right, there you go. That was uh, from DJ and PK. They went on to uh, talk about those comments a little bit later on in the show uh, that they got. But, uh, Gordon, what did you think about uh, their segment on the news in the NBA today?
5: Well, this is really interesting, uh, this last part that they discussed right there and uh, how will the Jazz react. And obviously everyone's going to be watching, and it looks as though it might be rather uh, demonstrative. And so, how will how how will jazz fans react to that? Well, uh, I I have no problem with them doing that. Uh, maybe some people will, but uh, uh, the the only thing that the only thing that still bugs me a little bit is something that you and I have talked about. I have no problem with various um, ideas being expressed, and even if that bleeds over into uh, what's happening as the game is is getting ready to to be played, uh, I, I still don't get the China thing. You know, that. I mean, I get it. I understand that there's money involved there and whatnot, but uh, I think there's some uh, contradictory uh, ways of doing things. But I have no problem with uh, the players uh, voicing their opinions and making sure that that, uh, that comes across loud and clear.
1: Yeah, I think they have the right to uh, raise uh, or, or express themselves and express their opinions. They're not uh, free from consequence. Uh, they they won't be put in jail. But but I, I've been thinking a lot about this. And, and uh, again, David and Pat, I listened to their whole 8 o'clock hour, and they, they really had some uh, compelling conversation if you want to podcast that at, uh, at 1280 The Zone. Dot .com but it is going to turn people off gordon right it is uh, by by let me put it this way it's speech without sacrifice is unath- uh, unauthentic does that make uh, sense you, do, or do you
5: really do you really think the
1: players are being disingenuous no 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 i'm just saying so so by taking a knee for the anthem for example it's going to turn off certain fans and they're going to say, you know what, I'm not a fan of yours anymore. But that's, that's the sacrifice that they're willing to make. Mm. They're saying, okay, well, I know that you're not going to like me because of my political beliefs and you might not buy my shoes and you might not buy a ticket to come see me play, but I don't care. That's your fandom is the sacrifice that I'm making because I want my speech to be authentic. Well, I'm. It, speech thought. without sacrifice is not authentic. It, the, thus the, the phrase, uh, easy for you to say, right? So, I mean, I think a lot of people get lost in the symbolism, the kneeling and all that sort of thing. But really, it's the, it's the point. He's trying to be heard, and this is the way that these NBA players are going to get their opinion across. And it's the very uh, sacrifice of fans that they're making that they hope will amplify their message.
5: I, I, I hope that there aren't that many people who, uh, whose fandom is sacrificed here. I mean, I'm very clearly on the record on this. I've written about it on numerous occasions, and I've stated my opinion on our show, and I stand by it. Uh, I think people who lose their fandom over something like this are missing a large part of the point. Uh, and so it's unfortunate that some people are going to react that way, in my opinion. Because they're misinterpreting it, I think. But they can do whatever they want. It's a free country, and they can uh, make their decisions based on their own judgment. So good for them, and, and they will. But uh, I, got, I have no problem with it. And uh, if, if the players look at it like, okay, this might cost me a little bit here and there, but I'm willing to do it because it's so important, like you were just mentioning, then, uh, then good on them.
1: And, and that's the point. I mean, somebody who advocates for something, but doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect them personally, they're not making a sacrifice to have that opinion. It's, it, it, it rarely gets listened to.
5: See, I, I, I disagree with that. I, I, I don't have any problem with someone voicing an opinion, even if it's because it, it, who are we to say how it, how it affects them and how it doesn't? No, no, no. I'm I not mean, talking that, about necessarily
1: uh, voicing opinion, I'm talking about being an advocate.
5: Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm just saying that there are people out there who feel strongly about it, maybe in, in different directions, and so they will, they will voice their opinions, and that's the way it'll be. But I, I don't think necessarily that the players have to lose fans in order for them to come across as being sincere.
1: Well, the players are trying to sway hearts and minds. That's what yeah. they're trying to do. They're trying to sway hearts and minds. They're and, trying
5: and to if, keep it in the forefront.
1: And if, if they you don't want have
5: to just fade away,
1: right, right, right. But if you don't have credibility, if you're not authentic, you're not going to sway hearts and minds. That's why certain stories are more powerful than others. Certain people are in position to be more of an authority, be more heard, be more listened to than others. If it costs you a lot to have your opinion, your opinion is more authentic. That's why Colin Kaepernick See, I dis- is. I
5: di- but I disagree with that. I don't, think it, I don't think it has to cost you anything to make it more authentic. You can believe what you believe, and it's authentic whether, whether, whether there's a huge sacrifice with it or not.
1: Well, I'm talking about people hearing the message. Like, why is Colin Kaepernick um, on the top of everybody's mind now? Because his beliefs cost him a lot. And he didn't sell out. There were, there were other NFL players that took a knee during that particular time. But he was the symbol. It cost him his whole career. That's why he's the poster child for this current situation, is because he paid the price. I don't know. I, I'm not saying other people can't have an opinion, but I'm, ta- I'm talking about people that make a difference, people that are heard. They they often it comes with sacrifice. I mean, you can look at it in religious movements. You can look at it in in just the uh, the 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 movements in the 60s. You know, I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. Paid dearly for his beliefs and his message. So did Megar Evers and Malcolm X. I mean, they all they all paid the ultimate sacrifice to create change and be heard. And so, when Donovan Mitchell says, or maybe not, you know, LeBron, Donovan Mitchell says, hey, listen, uh, this is going to cost me fans, but I don't care. That's sacrifice that they're making to be heard. Why, why Why did NASCAR's, why has NASCAR's actions over the past couple of months been so loud? It's because they sacrificed. They sacrificed fans. They said, this is going to hurt us personally, but we believe that this is right. That amplifies messages.
5: I think that's all good, and it does amplify, but I also like to hear the the quiet whispers of determined people who who voice a similar opinion, who understand that this is important, and they believe it too, and they're unafraid to voice that opinion, uh, regardless of whether it actually costs them. In the, in the pocketbook
1: right? Which not. Which I, I don't disagree, but we're talking about NBA players being leaders, right? I mean, we're talking about them using their platform as leadership for something that they believe in. Right. Uh, and, and support and leadership, I think, are different. Support and advocacy are different. It, it's, it's, uh, it's one thing to sign a petition. It's another thing to create the group that creates the petition.
5: Uh, yeah, I see. But, but to me, I, I don't really, it's like when we, when we heard from uh, Joe Ingalls, uh, he was asked about what was going to be on his uniform and he asked his, asked his teammates what would be helpful for him. And didn't they say ally? Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, that's his way of saying, yes, I agree, and I think that that's really important for him to do.
1: Right, because Joe uh, Ingles really doesn't have any business being a leader in this circumstance, in this particular topic. He can show support think, yeah, for I his get, teammates, but it's not really his— he's not really in a position to have the same clout to his message as somebody else. Maybe. So he's showing that, that, that his support. There's a difference.
5: But if, but it doesn't rob him of his leadership. Oh, it certainly I, doesn't.
1: No, I, I, I agree. But I guess what I'm saying is the great irony in all of this, the people who say, I will never be a Donovan Mitchell fan again, are actually empowering his message. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the great irony in all of this. I mean, think of Mark Cuban saying see ya to the radio guy in Dallas uh, who, who was— t- was talking about uh anyway we can get back to this uh let's uh let's jump out to the zone phone of course uh, uh the t-mobile special guest line jazz forward george niang uh joins us from uh, the bubble in orlando george how are you
6: i'm doing great how are you guys doing And uh, gosh i made the special guest hotline i'm i feel honored
1: Hey, we're we're doing better now that you're on the show, man. You can give us a, a firsthand account. Uh, this is uh, truly historic uh, uh, measures that are being taken, and tomorrow night's going to be a historic night as the NBA restarts in this situation. What's it like to be a part of it?
6: Um, you know, it's actually crazy. Uh, it, it was it was wild uh, at first. You know, making an adjustment. You know, to living in a hotel and kind of you know being. Sub- I don't want to say summoned, but being put in a, a place where, you know, you kind of have a, a ton of restrictions, but now it's kind of the new norm. I, you know, I wake up every day and rather than looking for my cell phone, I'm looking for my thermometer to take my temperature so I can go downstairs and, you know, eat breakfast. Uh, it's just a, a new normal that it took a little while for us to to get adjusted to, but uh, I think we're all really extremely excited Uh, to be playing basketball again, uh, to doing something that we we love. We're all really excited about getting out there and using our platform for what's going on in this country and to play the game that we love.
5: Uh, I want to ask you about that uh, part you just mentioned, but before I do, let me uh, focus in on the basketball side of it, George. Uh, before the season started, there were a lot of expectations, a lot of uh, sort of high spirits around here that the Jazz could do something maybe extra special this year. And uh, the season proceeded, and it was, it was, it was you know, not bad. But maybe uh, some uh, observers have sort of diminished their expectations a little bit. How does the team feel about that? Do you guys feel like even without Boyan, available to you that you can go out and surprise people.
6: Wait, you think some people are upset with uh where we are right now? I mean, we're we're fourth in the West in the best league and in, in the or the or the best conference in the league and uh you know, we're one and a half games out of third place. Um people that are upset with where we're at, I mean, I, I don't know. You know Rome wasn't built in one day is what they say we have you know um our core is obviously back, but adding guys like Mike and boyan um you know it took a little time in the beginning, and you know we got adjusted to that um and I feel like as we were getting right into the swing of things, you know the season ended. That being said, you know we're a real close knit group, and coaches said this in years of the past. the strength of our team is our team, and I think you know all of us know that boyan is not going to be down here and participating in games. Um, But we also know that we can count on each other to come to one common goal, and that's to win. And if you talk about expectations, there's no bigger expectations out there than the ones that we have inside of our locker room. Um, You know, we expect to win a championship, and, you know, anything short of that is going to be disappointing.
1: George Nyang with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. George, uh, as starved for basketball as we have been, you could imagine, we've paid attention to every second of those first three scrimmages. And it would appear that there is a real concerted effort from you guys to get as many threes up as you can. It's, uh, Locke was talking about for six straight quarters, over 50% of the Jazz shots came from uh, from three. That's got to put a smile on your face, right? You've got to like the, the idea to get as many threes Threes up as you can, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I can do. So if we're emphasizing doing it, then I'm really excited. Um, no, uh, I think Coach is making the emphasis on, you know, us, uh, you know, getting in the lane and, and kicking out and, and finding guys to shoot threes. Uh, I think that's something that we do at a, at a very high level. And, you know, we have guys on our team that really do do it at a, at a high level. And we're just playing to our strengths and what we do – Best, and I'm I'm really excited to get out there. I mean, obviously, the three scrimmage it was great to just get out there and play and get a feel. But you know, the 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 uh, you know practice is over, and now it's time to get out there and, and do the real thing. Um, as it was, as I touched on before, shooting threes is is kind of you know what a lot of our guys' strengths are. Um, it doesn't mean that guys aren't going to shoot mid ranges or drive to the rim, but you know we're out there looking to hunt um, threes.
5: So, George, you mentioned earlier uh, the the important things going on in the world right now. One of them, obviously, uh, social and racial justice. Uh, There's been some speculation about what the Jazz might do uh, before the game, during the national anthem and all that sort of thing. Can you fill us in?
6: Yeah, sure. I mean, what 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 I mean, what specifically do you want to know? Um, you know, I think all of us uh jazzmen, you know, stand together um, you know, when it comes to uh social, um, you know, aspects of 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 the things that are going on and we've been locking arms um, you know, since you know, since I've gotten to the Utah Jazz to symbolize that, you know, that we're in this together and that we stand um, for what's right and we stand for equality. Um, you know, I'm sure people are anxious to see, you know, what's going to happen, you know, during the national anthem. Um, and I think that as a organization, as a, as a group of men in the NBA, men and women in the NBA, you know, we're going to do what we feel is right um, for change.
1: George Niang with us uh, from the Orlando bubble here on 97.5 and, uh, and 1280, the zone. Give us kind of the vibe of the team, George, uh, how everybody's feeling about uh, getting back to basketball. Is it, is it excitement? Is it nervousness over the, the newness of the situation? How is kind of, what's the team vibe like?
6: I think everybody's real excited. You know, we have a real chill, um, you know, way about us, but we're, you know, we're also extremely competitive. Uh, And, you know, nothing has has really changed. Nobody's more happier than Jordan Clarkson on a day-to-day basis. I mean, that guy is running around, shooting the ball, smiling, laughing. Um, You know, everyone's real excited to be back and playing basketball. And I think that's the most uh, important thing, you know, from a basketball aspect is that guys are just excited, that we have the opportunity to play basketball again.
5: George, what you were talking about earlier about the three-pointers and whatnot, it seems a little different what we've seen in the scrimmage as far as guys putting the shots up off the dribble, uh, maybe earlier in the shot clock as opposed to passing the ball here, there, and everywhere before that shot attempt is taken. Is that something you're looking forward to? If you get an open look, and you go ahead and launch it?
6: It depends. If Joe Ingles is open, he'll probably yell at me. But if he's not open, then I'll get the okay to shoot it. No, I, I think Coach has instilled a lot of confidence in us, and we know our roles. And if you're open, then he expects you to shoot it. If you're not open, then he expects you to try and make a play for someone else to shoot it or, you know, make an extra pass so someone else could pass to someone else to get a shot. But, you know, we're all basketball players. I think before you come to the Jazz, you know, they evaluate you as – your basketball IQ, and do you fit into this system? And I think all the guys here do. And coaches using, you know, our basketball IQ to give us freedoms um, to walk into open shots off the dribble that he feels confident that we can make. Um, you know, right now, if we sometimes we get to a point, you know, during the year when we were playing, was we turn down good shots. And think that we could get a better one, and we'd end up getting a worse one. So, coach is kind of giving us the confidence: if you can get off a good shot, you know, at the right time, then shoot it. I don't want to hold you guys back from thinking like, oh, this is too early in the shot clock. Um, you know, he's giving us all that confidence.
1: Well, George, we appreciate a few minutes. Thank you very much for jumping on the show. Good luck tomorrow.
6: Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Appreciate you, George. That's George Niang of the Utah Jazz here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. His interview today brought to you by our friends at University of Utah Health. Trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours with 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. We'll finish up what's going on coming up right around the corner. We'll also react to what we heard right there from George Niang. But uh, joining us now in studio, our good Katie from Homie, We're here to uh, help our listeners Save money In fact, I, I got a, uh, a text from Hans Here's a little uh, station anecdote Apparently he used you guys not too long ago Like within the last couple of months, I guess And uh, uh, it, you said it took like three days well, that's for great. it to get a, a sale, so there you go. Hans is a—he's talked about it before, but uh, you guys.
7: Yeah, he's—he's he's used us a, a few times. I'm pretty sure, but. Uh, but
1: you do that for everybody. I mean, yeah, that's the idea. You sell—sell uh, sell it quicker and uh, and save folks a lot of
7: money. Yeah, don't tell him that. He likes to think he got the friends and family discount, but we really do save everybody, um, anyone, not just Hans. Lots of money. Um, In fact, <laughs>
1: you should have saved Hans less
7: on purpose. <laughs> I'm
1: just being like, you know what. We're 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 uh, we're not going to save you as much, Hans.
7: No, of he's one of not. our favorites.
1: Uh, but no, you can you can save our listeners money. Like we said, you did that for everybody, and on top uh, or do that for everybody, and on top of that, you've streamlined the process to make it really really easy.
7: Yeah, we've included everything you need under one roof. So we've got real estate, we've got loans, we've got title, we've got homey insurance. Now we also have a marketplace where you can get your home security system and we've and your home oh, sorry, home warranties. So anything that you need for your home, we're really trying to make it really easy and simple for you to to get. So we're putting everything under one roof, so it's completely streamlined, easy, and affordable for you.
1: Well, and as you mentioned earlier, it's kind of a unique time in the market right now where there are a lot of buyers but not a whole lot of sellers. So something for people to think about.
7: Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot of people going out trying to find their home. We have more homes under contract. Um, than we do that are listed right now. So wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty different than what we're used to seeing, especially this time of year.
1: All right, so best place to get started, just get online to homie.com.
7: Homie.com. Yep. It'll right. help you out with everything you need to know.
1: Save money, figure out what they can do for you. Homie.com. Thank you, Katie. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty is out.
7: So put your hands together
0: and please welcome This is Utah's Best Sports Radio. Back, back. You're listening to the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Friend, friend. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward on 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to George Nieg, who jumped on with us in the last segment. We'll get that up at 1280thezone.com for your downloading pleasure. Gordon, we didn't get to one clip in what's going on, and uh, I thought it was uh, a hilarious part of Hanson, uh, the hanson Scotty show today. Uh, And I I thought we should play. You want to get to this?
5: Sure, and then we'll circle back to George.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, here's, here's this clip. Uh, Hans uh, went up to Idaho uh, for some family reasons over the weekend, and he was actually kind of in Scotty's neck of the woods in southern Idaho. And, you know, I've, I've driven around these places, uh, uh, Gordon, and, uh, you know, I know small-town America. I've driven across the country before in my lifetime, you know. But I, I, I didn't know places like this really existed. Listen to uh, Hans describe one of his family activities
8: time for another opportunity to uh, get you a little sports roulette where we uh, take some of the storylines we have not had a chance to get to, put it on a roulette wheel, spin it, and wherever that little white ball lands is where we're going to go. What do you laughing? You have a really like <clears throat> a contemplative or confused no. look on your face right now. Yeah,
2: because I, I forgot to tell you that I took my family when I was out in your neck of the woods yeah. to a racetrack that was built in the middle of farmland and uh it and it's got <clears throat> that's the that's the entry gate and that's the sign that sits out in front of the this racetrack and it's in the middle of nowhere um and i, I can i can't remember the name of it but we went out there and it is podunk country racing yeah and they had events that i've never seen before yeah ever and and I'm sorry if people that are listening have heard some of these events, but one of the events, Scotty, was called the double-decker.:
8: Oh yeah, the, the cars. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of those.
2: Yeah, so they weld a car on top of a car. yeah, they take the steering wheel out of the bottom car. And put it on the top, right? Yeah, so only the person up top has the steering wheel, and then the bottom has the gas and the brake.
8: Which sounds really, really dangerous. Well, yeah, because it's
2: extremely top-heavy. Yeah. Mean, th- these things were riding on two wheels around the, the corners and, and spinning out, and m- most of them were like a, some type of old Lincoln Yeah. with some type of old, like, Sentra or something on top yeah. of it. and. I don't even... I can't remember the name of the track, but we'd heard that there was racing. There there was like a a little billboard that we saw. Yeah. And it pointed out like which way we needed to go. And we just started out on this country road. And I'm telling you, it's 20 miles away from civilization.
8: And it's still in southern Idaho, huh?
2: I'd say it's within 20 to 30 miles of Decla. Really? Yeah. Why have I not heard of this? And and it was... so the, the, uh, the this biking gang named, named the Bikers in Christ, they they opened up the 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 event, yeah, and they rode around and then they said this really incredible prayer, and it was one of the most unique environments I've ever been in. Where did
8: you where did you hear about this?
2: Like I told you, it was a little billboard that said oh, wow. ra- races tonight
8: at this. I like how you're just driving around, like you know what? Let's do this. Well,
2: that's what this. That's what was so incredible about this trip was we just drove around like there are plenty of things to do. I want to do this.
1: Double-decker racing? Gordon, did you know that was a thing?
5: No, I did not. I I, I had no clue.
1: (laughs) Where the the gas pedal and brake is one car, but the steering is the other? That sounds incredibly dangerous. And by the way, uh, getting things started with the bikers in Christ biker king.
5: Yeah, but you know, when you're out in the country, uh, you're looking for things to do.
1: I know. I didn't know that that stuff existed, though. Like a yeah. track that's 20 miles away from civilization where they're doing these wild events like double-decker racing.
9: I didn't know bikers in Christ existed. I
1: didn't either. Have you ever done that, Gordon, where you're on vacation and you just see a sign or something and you're like, oh, let's go do that?
5: <laughs> uh, I have uh, done something similar when I was near... Uh, somebody's place who I knew, and I guess that's sort of what uh, what Hans was doing with Scotty's neck of the woods. But not even Scotty knew about it.
1: Seriously, it, it, it reminds me of isn't that how NASCAR started, Gordon? I mean, you were around in these <laughs> days, right? When the weren't they rum runners? Isn't that yeah, how it they started? Were, they were
5: running, I think they were running a little uh, hidden booze there,
1: a little shine, mm-hmm. running shine. This this reminds me of like that like like how NASCAR could have started. If NASCAR
9: was double-decker cars like that, I'd probably watch.
1: And you know what? I'm I'm not uh, a big religious guy, but I bet uh, uh, an opening prayer from the bikers in Christ was incredible.
5: If uh, if necessity is the mother of invention, then it, what's boredom?
1: <laughs> Maybe the same thing.
5: <laughs> I have an idea. Let's uh, let's weld that there uh, Civic <laughs> on top of that there Lesabre and see what she does. And you do the steering up top, and I'll be stomping on the accelerator down below.
1: And Hans actually said a little bit later on that he and Rock met the winning race team or whatever. And I guess Rock was like, wow, you guys must be been doing this for a while because there's no communication, apparently. There's no like radio from the top to the bottom. And the, the racers were like, no, nah, we met each other last week. <laughs> you imagine, imagine if you're steering and thinking you're going way too fast into a corner, like, hey, hey, hey! Try to steer without tipping over. Bottom seat driver. That is amazing. (laughs) I want to see this now. I want to see. I got to (laughs) find out. How how many
9: marriages would last if one of you had the gas and and brakes and the other had the steering wheel? Oh,
1: like (laughs) uh, divorce attorneys would be busy.
5: (laughs) Speed it up, honey. No, slow it down.
1: I, I, I will admit that my wife can occasionally side seat drive and that it does. It does bother me. Does it put a strain? Sometimes. So I often let her drive just. Well, I say let like I have anything to do with it, but I often uh, encourage her to drive or, or volunteer not to drive. How about that? Uh, because I, I don't like the side seat driving all that much. Well, how about you, Gordon? Is, do you have a? Are you a side seat driver or side seat drivee? I think
5: I'm more that way than my wife is toward me. Yeah.
9: You tell her how to drive more than she tells you how to drive? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
6: Yeah,
9: The only problems we ever run into is when I'm told, take the next exit. And so I take the next exit. And they meant the next exit (laughs) after this next exit. (laughs) Yeah. That's when yeah. war occurs.
1: Meanwhile, you're you're halfway to Albuquerque before you can turn around and, right. and go back to. Like the, if, I, if you know. I tell
9: you next Monday, that's the <laughs> upcoming Monday, correct? I'll not the you, not the first Monday in August.
1: I remember I remember this so vividly. Learning to drive with my my dad and driving on a, a regular road, and every time that like I would have to come to a stop, my dad would like <laughs> like I was uh, immediately going to crash, like oh tents up, and you know what I mean. Like you every thought, single, like a
9: yeah, a small school a school of children was going across right, the road. Right. That you light,
1: is red, light is red. <laughs> light is red. Light is red.
9: You're two lights away
1: from right. the road light. Yeah, yeah.
5: Exactly. Well, that's what happens when you have no control over the situation. <laughs> I it's believe not it. Like he's he's got a break over there. He has to <laughs> communicate clearly.
1: <laughs> I believe it 100. How it was? Did you do the teaching with your daughters driving, or did you help with that, Gordon? You know what I <laughs> – let's see.
5: What part of this story to tell? Um, we uh, – <laughs> when I had uh, one of my sports cars, I decided that that's the one car of? I would drive – I would have my daughter learn to drive on. And I took her on the steepest hill in the neighborhood where there was a stop sign to see if she could handle that.
1: Uh, was this and, a standard transmission?
5: No. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was manual. Right. So she, and it was very, it was very uh, touchy kind of clutch. And we, we sat there at that intersection for a good five minutes before she could pull, successfully pull away. And now every, and it's in our neighborhood, Jake, you would, you would recognize the place. And every time we have driven past there since, the story
1: comes up. She brings it up. That's funny. Yep. I I was my parents uh, made me learn on a on a manual transmission because they they wanted me to have the skill. And I remember the pressure of those those stop signs or stop lights when you're on the and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I don't want to look like an idiot. Just get it right. Don't stall. Yeah. Don't stall. Don't and stall. then and then eventually, you know, you get the the buck and then it dies and you have yeah. to wave to the person behind you like, "I'm oh, so sorry." Sorry.
9: And the engine won't turn. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, won't start. No,
1: I I've been there. Yeah, I know that exactly what you're describing. That was a skill we describing. all
9: thought we would need and then the next morning never needed
1: again. Never, right? I can't. Let's see. You have to pay more for that now. My grandfather's old pickup truck was the last, I think manual transmission I ever drove and that had to be 15 years ago yep
9: yeah, there's only a handful that are still even
1: making them well Gordon's Ferrari probably has one I'm guessing
9: now now a lot of cars will hold
5: hold your spot for you you know Yeah, so there's not uh, no need to mess with that regardless of what, uh, what kind of car you're driving
1: I miss, I miss my I'll tell you this I miss my manual transmission car if I could if I could choose between automatic and manual I'd choose manual you're crazy
5: Two of the fav- my favorite cars I ever owned were, were both uh, stick shift. Yep. Uh, they were a lot of fun. But they were slightly inconvenient on occasion.
1: Yeah, traffic wasn't the best thing in the world. But mm-hmm. All right. We'll have Mountain America market update coming up next. We have Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. David Locke at 5. Stay tuned. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>
0: basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Back-to- basketball update. The Jazz will be back to basketball coming up tomorrow afternoon. They'll take on the New Orleans Pelicans. That game will tip off at 4.30. Pre-game coverage here on the Zone Radio Network begins at 3.30. 30. Here's Rudy Gobert saying tomorrow is going to be the culmination of the last few months.
0: You know, a lot of things happen for not just us, but every single person on, on this planet. I mean, it was a pandemic and sports got shut down. Other people are lost family members, their lives. And now, you know, then be able to something together so we can play in a safe environment. So I think we are very excited to be back on the call at the, at the highest level. And uh, I think it's going to be great to be able to do what we do. And, uh, you know, I keep getting better and hopefully, you know, have a successful. end of the season.
1: Speaking of tomorrow night's game for the Jazz against the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson, uh, according to his coach Alvin Gentry, is officially listed as a game-time decision. And there is another back-to-basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zion's Bank. show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for another Mountain America market update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our friend Chad Waddubs. What's happening Chad? Chad, you with us?
5: I'm not hearing Chad.
1: I'm not hearing Chad either. We hope Chad's okay.
5: Oh Well, well the Chad is hanging.
1: <laughs> Chad is hanging. He was...
5: well, or he left us hanging. Where... Chad, we
1: we've got no Chad. Austin, I'm looking at Austin in the other room. I've
5: got Chad. All right, I'll Uh, figure it out.
1: Well, we we should figure we should figure (laughs) out how to how to hear Chad.
5: Austin has him, but you and I don't. Neither do our listeners.
1: So Chad just probably thinks we're insane. Where we're like, Chad, are you there? He's like, Yes, yes, I'm here, guys. (laughs) It's like the cone of silence. Yeah, you know, we're
5: screaming at each other and we can't hear each other, but everybody else can hear everything.
1: Yep. So, uh, uh, we are to uh, uh, working with some new equipment too. So we're still working out some of the bugs. Obviously, uh, with uh, and in Gordon, this you should see this new equipment. It is, is snazzy. Oh, uh, oh, now Austin. <laughs> Austin now Austin. Wants Austin had it all all worked out, and then just hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's just great. Oh well. man, live radio is so funny. It it really is so funny. All right, here's a question. Will Chad call back? <laughs> Chad is with us now. Apparently, I have my fingers firmly crossed. Hello, Chad. No, Chad. <laughs> well, let me let me just say this. Uh, Mountain America uh, Investment Services. They they know what they're doing. While well, we apparently don't. <laughs> yes. This is no reflection. No, this is no reflection <laughs> on the good work the fine folks of Mountain America Investment <laughs> Services do. They, they do a great job. We, we can't patch through a phone call. Uh, but uh, engineering is here, so that's good, Gordon. Never the fear. <laughs> Jeremy is here. And we're, we're figuring out what to do. Yeah. Thought everybody would enjoy the play-by-play here. Austin now is... Chad, are you with us? I'm here. Chad is here! Hey, hey, Chad! Hallelujah. We did it. I'm so proud of us. Chad, (laughs) it's good to hear your voice.
8: Yeah, we made it. That was was painful.
1: (laughs) All right, let's talk about the markets, Chad. How would we do?
8: Well, it was a a pretty decent day. The Dow was up 217 points. That was about 0.8%. The S&P climbed 40 points. That was 1.4%, so a nice up day. Some of the market news today revolved around the Federal Reserve. Uh, they had a policy meeting, and they they commented that they um, see some improvements in the economy. They they held interest rates steady, uh, but they do see economic activity and employment picking up over the last few months, which is nice. Uh, there is weaker demand across the country, as we all know. That's holding down inflation. I guess if you're looking for a silver lining to all of this, that's a good one, that we don't have as much inflation.
5: So all that being said, any uh, advice?
8: Yeah, you know, as we do retirement planning, as we offer tips to your listeners, we talk a lot about how much to save, how much to spend, how best to grow your assets. But I think sometimes we forget about the overall experience that we want to have and plan for in retirement, and that often goes beyond money. Recently, I was reading an article that was talking about more than 80% of today's retirees say that health is the most important ingredient for a happy retirement. So they're actually valuing health over financial security, uh, and healthcare costs and retirement are listed as their greatest financial concern, regardless of what their wealth level is. So the best retirement plan involves not just your finances, but we also have to remember it involves ways to stay mentally and physically healthy, because finances and health are really closely connected. If you're unhealthy, medical costs can eat up your retirement savings. Uh, we don't have full control over this, obviously, over that aspect of our lives, because health challenges may come. Uh, but getting to retirement as healthy as possible plays a big, big part and overall retirement happiness. And it's also good for your wallet. So in addition to saving money for retirement, get on that treadmill, go for a bike ride, make that part of your retirement planning.
1: Chad, we appreciate you putting up with us today, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. That's our friend Chad Wadups from Mountain America I'm Investment sorry. Services. And <laughs> that is another Mountain America market update.
9: The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America credit union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principle is possible.
1: How's, uh, how's your blood pressure in there, Austin? You doing all right? Shut up! <laughs> all right. Joining us now in studio uh, from Homey, Homie.com, of course, our friend Katie. And uh, we love it because you're helping our listeners save money, and that is... Uh, never been more important than it feels than right now, right?
7: Yeah, we're helping keep our, our clients' blood pressure down unlike Austin. so um, we're trying to calm them down and save them money, and um, you were just talking about how, how Hans um, had, sold yeah. a, had sold a condo and he texted in and that he had saved about $10,000, which is the average of what people save, and what's he going to do with that $10,000? We'll have to ask him.
1: We we should. We should. That's a, it's amazing. I mean, I would think even just putting it back uh, to avoid mortgage insurance, things like that. I yeah. mean, there's just there's so much value there. But you guys have done some interesting research, too, that we need to talk about today, looking into kind of uh, what your clients' experiences and what they're looking for and kind of what's out there in the world, especially with millennials.
7: Yeah, um, it's interesting. So like I had said before, we have researched over 1,000 millennials, um, and we got some really interesting data. Um, and if you're interested in looking at this, if you go to homey.com slash millennials, you can see all of these resources. Um, but 16.5% of millennials um, believe that consumers are legally required to use a real estate agent. That is actually false. You do not have to use right. a real estate agent. right. Um, You can go and represent yourself if that's what you want to do. You do not have to pay those high commissions. Those are totally negotiable and that's something that people don't understand. Um, And so what we do is we do a flat fee. If you want to sell with us, we'll charge you a flat fee um, and we'll be your realtor through the whole process. We are realtors um, and we'll help you throughout everything. We'll come take your pictures of your home. We'll put it on the MLS, we'll put it on all the websites. We'll help you with the negotiation process. We'll help you all the way to title. And then we'll help you with title. We'll help you with finding your new home. So there's all kinds of um, companies that we, we have under our roof that are there to help you and streamline everything and make it simple and affordable. You
1: know, the word disruptor comes to mind. That's kind of a kind of a buzzword. But really, you guys have, have seen the way something was traditionally done and said, we can we can do it better. We can help people better and save people money. It's amazing. Exactly. All right, that's uh, Katie from Homey. Get started at Homey.com. But Homey Loans, Homey Title, I mean, there's all sorts of ways that they can save for you. Get started now at Homey.com. Sam Amick joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.